0: Good day. Welcome to Life Smash uh, with your host, here Luther. Thanks for tuning in to our broadcast. want to uh, talk today in a pretty serious way. I, I usually reserve any type of messages that uh, I will put on the podcast. I normally... Reserve these types of messages for in a church setting. Whenever I'm behind the pulpit, but I feel like in the day that that we live, um, that this particular subject uh, should be talked about in every venue possible. And I realize that some will not understand what I'm saying. Uh, Some will get it right away, some will misunderstand, but I hope to give clarity as I go along as I talk about this particular subject from the Word of God. In John chapter 1, I'm going to read the first 13 verses and then talk about attacked by the devil. In verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now we're talking about Jesus Christ The Bible refers to him as the son of God. He's the word, the word incarnate, the word brought down in the beginning was the word, the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't just become the son of God whenever he was born uh, through the Virgin Mary. Uh, He didn't just become the son of God. He's been the son of God from eons of eternity past with the Trinity, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit. So, what we're seeing here in John 1 is the incarnate god the lord jesus christ the word made flesh he dwelt among us all things were made by him all things were put under the sun all judgment all creation is under the sun the lord jesus christ um, in whom or in him was life and life was the light of men and the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. So, so I want to kind of, uh, segue in on that particular verse, the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. So we know from the fall of man that, uh, the Bible refers to darkness as evilness, wickedness. So, Jesus came into this wicked, evil, sin-cursed world. And this is an appropriate word where it says, the darkness comprehended it not. So the light came into the world. The light is the Lord Jesus Christ. The word incarnate, God incarnate, was brought down. Jesus is the light. He came into the world. The Bible says he came into his own and they received him not. So the light, Jesus Christ, the light of the world, First John says, and the light comprehended it not. So there's a comprehension problem. The world rejected him. The Pharisees, the religious people, rejected the Lord Jesus, nailed him to the cross, crucified him. In fact, the the people that were there said crucify him, crucify him. But he was the light that came into the world. But the light, the darkness, comprehended it not. So these people could not even in their minds, understand what was going on. Now let's move on here. The same came, and this is verse seven, talking about John the Baptist. I'll I'll skip over, well, let me read it. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, not that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So Jesus is the light of the world. If any man will come to the Lord Jesus, uh, he'll be saved. But Jesus is the only way. He's the light that lighteth every man. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. Now, here's the two verses that I'm going to springboard off for my message. But as many as received him, to them gave he power or the right to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So if you do more, no more than just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, to them gave he power or the authority, or the right, or the privilege to become the sons of God. So right now, everyone who has been born again, everyone who has trusted Christ, have put their faith in him, and believes on him, and depends on him, is a son of God. Now this is important, what I'm saying here. Even them that just believe on his name. Which were born. Now, when he says, which were born, if you skip down, he says, which were born of God. So we are born again, and the Bible talks about uh, being born of the Spirit. Jesus says two chapters over uh, in John chapter 3, he told Nicodemus, you must be born again. The Spirit bloweth where it lists as you hear the sound of, but you not know where it's going. So the regeneration, so the regenerate power of the Holy Spirit, when one believes on the Lord Jesus Christ, we see him as God incarnate. We see him as God came down to man. Man could not get to God, so God came down to man. God cannot die. A lot of things God can't do, but God can't die. He's a spirit. So he came in the person of Jesus Christ. And he he came to go to the cross to die for our sins to pay sin's penalty to, say, to pay the price for our sin to die in our place to be judged in our place, God incarnate came down in the person of Christ. So he says, which were born, so not of the not of blood. So, mama or papa, if they claim to be a Christian, it doesn't affect you or me. If if my grandparents or you know, uh, it's, it's not a, it's not a heritage that we, uh, inherit, uh, to be a Christian, to be born again, to be saved. And he says, not of the will of the flesh. So whatever we think of ourselves, however good or whatever we are, um, it's, it's not of the will of man. So you hear a lot of, you hear people say, well, I'm seeking the Lord. Well, you can't seek the Lord because the Lord is seeking us. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. So the Holy Spirit convicts a man. The Holy Spirit opens our eyes. As Jesus said, they comprehended it not. We cannot comprehend our spiritual condition unless the Holy Spirit illuminates our mind and our heart to see and understand our spiritual condition, which we're lost in sin we're separated from God, from Adam, and we must be born again. So born of God. So God, the Holy Spirit, the one who's in this world today, calling out a people, a people unto God, uh, to be saved out of this world, to be caught up with him. Um, so to be born of God, which were born, So as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God or the right to become the sons of God. Uh, Actually, in 1 John, he says, beloved, now are we the sons of God. So right now, as one who's been born again, we can claim sonship. We can claim to be a son because we are a son of God. Now, here's my whole point. When you're born again, and here's where a lot, of, a lot of us Christian folks just don't get it. When you're born again, we have a relationship. We have a relationship with the Father. We have a relationship with the Son. We have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We have a relationship with other believers. But we also have a relationship with the devil. When you're born again, you're translated out of darkness into light, Colossians talks about. We are born out of this world. Jesus said in John 17, we're not, they're not of that world, but they're in that world. So we are not a part of this world, this cosmos. We're not a part of this world system. We have now been redeemed out of this world, out of this system. We now have a new nature. We have the nature of the Holy Spirit. He, the regenerate power of the Holy Spirit, makes a new creature out of us, Paul talked about in Corinthians. We've been born again. We have a new nature. And that nature, even in Colossians, he talks about, uh, even in Ephesians. We were once the children of wrath. We were once the children of the devil under condemnation. Now we've been brought into the marvelous light. So my message is this the attacks of the devil. We should expect them. Paul said, yea, all who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. I believe that we're in a day and an hour and it's quite evident with things that are going on in our world that the Christian, God and the Christian, God has been so hated, the Lord Jesus Christ, in this world for so long. And the Christian reminds the world of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not of this world. We love the Lord Jesus Christ. We love God. So we're not of this world. So we should expect the attacks of the devil. The devil is our adversary. Think of this. When Jesus was on this earth, Jesus, God incarnate, now he was a man just like I'm a man. He had flesh just like I had, except that he was sinless. Jesus had no sin. He was a sinless son of God, but he was in a fleshly body just like we have. Satan tempted Jesus. Satan attacked Jesus. Remember in Matthew 4 when he was called out to the wilderness, but remember just before that, he told his disciples, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation the tempter the devil so for us as the christian jesus was tempted in all points hebrew says like as we are yet without sin now for us we're not going to be sinless because we're we're born from adam we have a sin nature the bible says we have a the old man and the new man we have the new man which is the holy spirit within us who is perfect and cannot sin. In fact, the Bible says in Ephesians, grieve not the Holy Spirit. Any child of God really worries about grieving the Holy Spirit. We really do. But the Bible says, grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereof you're sealed to the day of redemption. I want you to understand two things about this verse. One, this verse gives us the assurance that we're born again, we're a son of God. And a further assurance to give us the fact that we're a son of God, we're born again, is the devil attacks us. The devil attacked Jesus. Jesus was God incarnate. He tempted him in the wilderness. Uh, He tempted him in the garden. And he taunted him on the cross. So we have an adversary. Peter said he's like a roaring lion, roaming to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. He also said, think it not strange concerning these fiery trials, which are to try you as though some strange thing has happened unto you. Also in James, James says, if any man is tempted, it's not tempted to God because God doesn't tempt. It is the devil who attacks. It's the devil who tempts. We have an adversary. He is our adversary. It is his job to try to bring us down, to try to knock us off the track, to persecute us. If you ever, if, if you understand as a Christian, you have a new nature within you, the nature, the God nature, the Holy Spirit. I've had times where I just merely walked into a room and people, one or two people or one person was in the room and instantly that devil in them hated the Jesus that was in me. I didn't have to say a word. I didn't have to do anything. And it was an instant berailing, an instant attack. But mind you, where the Bible talks about Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit, God has given us the Holy Spirit, the gift of grace that God has given us that we as Christians should pray and ask God to fill us with the Spirit and how to react and let the Holy Spirit guide us and direct us when we're under attack like this. Because uh, Peter said, think it not strange. And we're in a time in our country, we're in a time, well, we just saw this past weekend where some of the churches, now whatever your flavor of churches are, it's still a church. A lost man knows no different. But they were actually in churches attacking the, the uh parishioners in a church relative to certain political uh, topics and political things that are going on today. So think it not strange because God is under attack. The Lord Jesus has always been hated. You being a Christian, me being a Christian, we have an adversary. He has his dominions in this world and his dominions or his minions, should I say, they have dominion, his minions through other people will attack us. In fact, the Bible makes it clear. We fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness, the rulers in high places. We have an adversary. Listen, I'm telling you this because uh, we need to understand this is proof. When you're attacked, when when, when your adversary tries to persecute you, you should take that and understand that you are saved and give you the assurance because you're being persecuted, that you are a child of God. How many how many lost people do you know? How many people that aren't saved are under attack by the devil in that manner? None of them. How many people doubt that they're saved that are not saved? How many lost people, and and I'll use this this phrase, sitting on a bar stool saying, well, Man, I hope I'm saved. I hope I'm saved. No, no, they don't doubt their salvation because they don't have it. And the devil doesn't try to persecute them to make them doubt. So we have people full of darkness. The Bible says the natural man receiveth not the things of God for they're spiritually discerned. Those, the natural man instinctively hates holiness. The natural man instinctively hates anything to do with God. He's rebelling against God. He doesn't want anything to do with truth, the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you when they're possessed of the devil, they certainly will come and attack and persecute. So um, the prophets of old were persecuted. This world is twisted, this world is full of lies. This world, uh, has, has a basic function, malice and envy. This world functions off malice, which is cruelty, tear the other man up and envy. I want what you got. You shouldn't have what you've got. I should have what you've got. That's the world we're in. Now I'm, I'm dropping some real truth bombs on here, and this is a this is uh, probably hard for some to accept or take that we have an adversary, and for those who do not believe that the devil is real, he's got you, because I don't know any Christian that doesn't believe the devil is real and he's a real adversary. So the spiritual man is persecuted not for his morality, but for his spirituality. The Holy Spirit lives within him. We confuse it sometimes. It's the Holy Spirit within us that is hated by our adversary. Number two, he's the accuser of the brethren. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He even accused Jesus in the wilderness. He said, if you be the son of God, so he wants to make you doubt he wants to make you doubt are, who are you that that you're a christian who are you that you're a son of god are, are you are you sure you're the son of god he'll approach in a general way which is to say ah eh, are, are you saved can god save look what you did are you saved you lost your salvation you're not saved anymore listen i've been saved 38 years and I don't know if I know a whole lot more today than I did 38 years ago. I try every day. Uh, some I learn a lot every day. I've been studying this Bible for 38 years, and I can tell you, I, I ain't even scratched the surface. When I read it and study it, uh, I learn just, just how wicked, evil, how dark my heart is and how much more I need to know. And I try every day to know as much as I can. But I tell you this satan will come at you and make you doubt your salvation but this verse verse 12 says as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of god this verse is not conditional this verse says if you believe on the lord jesus christ he's given you the authority he's given you the power he's given you the right to become the sons of god how Because you're born of God. You're born again. How are you born again? The Holy Spirit. In Romans 8, Paul said, If you have not the Spirit of Christ, you're none of his. Paul even said, Who walk in the Spirit and not after the flesh. We are led by the Holy Spirit. The devil wants to knock you off track to make you doubt, make you doubt yourself, make you doubt the Lord. But I'm going to tell you, If you'll take this old King James Bible that I use, get you one, and you'll read it, and you'll go to them verses like this that says you are born again. you go to 1 John 5. These things have I written unto you that you may know that you're born again, that you may believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know. God wants us to know. You can't have assurance of your salvation apart from the Word of God and knowing what God says about you being born again. This verse says that we are born again. Now, secondly, Satan will come at you specifically with scriptures. He'll quote scriptures like Hebrews six. If any man tasted of the good things and walked away, he cannot be saved ever again. He'll come at you with that kind of stuff. He'll come at you with Hebrews 10. He'll, he'll try to uh, convince you that like first John five, the unpardonable sin, you've committed it. But let me ask you a question. Do you know anybody that's lost that reads those verses and says, Oh, wonder if I'm saved? The devil wants to put certain scripture at you specifically, like he did Jesus. Now, Jesus used scripture against Satan to defeat him. And that's what you need to do. It's what I need to do is use scripture to get assurance that we're born again. You got to get over the 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 uh like like Hebrews talks about the 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 elementary, the, the beginning principles of being born again. You get you gotta get assurance of that. You gotta get over it. Or the devil will sift you like wheat. He'll make mincemeat out of you and you'll never do anything but be a wilderness Christian, defeated, and never, never have any uh any effect or any use in this world. You gotta get the assurance and the devil's job is to make sure that you don't ever get assurance that you're born again. I had a man ask me, I don't know, 30, 37, 38 years ago. He said something about getting to heaven. I said, yes, sir. I said, I'm, and I quoted Ephesians and I says, you know, I'm, I'm just as sure for heaven if, if as I'm already there because Ephesians says that we're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And he says, that's awful strong, uh, talk in there, young man. And I said, yes, sir, I serve an awful strong God that he's able. You see, the Bible gives us the assurance. We didn't get born again of ourselves. The Bible here says we've been born of God. The Bible says the Holy Spirit sought us out. The Holy Spirit convicted us. And even Hebrew says gave us the initial faith to believe. Now it's up to us to grow in the grace and knowledge. You grow in grace and in knowledge. Paul talked about the ones who grew in knowledge it got all puffed up. If you get all puffed up and think you know a whole lot and you leave the grace of God out, which is uh, Galatians 5, the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is where, where God uh, gives you the graces to put the two together, grow in grace and in knowledge. The more, the more you know about Jesus, the more you know about yourself, and the and the and the worse you should feel about yourself and the more you should feel grateful and uh, amazed at what God did for us to save us but we have an accuser Satan will attack you in accusations and that's the one thing that we as as human beings I mean if if I'm doing something, if I'm not doing anything wrong and I get attacked, I'm going I'm to retaliate. But you know, the Bible says the meeker we are, the less offended we become. The more we understand about ourselves that we are not worthy. Jesus made us worthy. Jesus gave us his righteousness. We've been accepted in the beloved. We'll, we'll be a little meeker. We'll be a little humbler. And we won't be as apt to get uh, defensive So when people come at us and they accuse us of things, then we'll say, no, didn't do it. I'm confident I'm walking on. But the accuser, he's the accuser of the brethren. So um, we know that uh, we're in a spiritual battle. We're in the spiritual realm. The Christian is a part of a spiritual conflict. If you think about over in the book of Job, there was a basically a battle between God and the devil and Job was right in the middle, but God knew that he was going to keep his hand on Job and he was going to see Job through it. So he allowed the devil to come at Job, but in the end, God restored tenfold to Job what Job had lost, but knowing the Lord, knowing the Lord and knowing who God is. And I think of, of, uh, uh, of of Moses, the burning bush, where he was on the backside of the desert. He learned who God was. He learned and he became assured of who God was. He knew him. He walked with him. He had such a desire. I think it's in Exodus 33, where he says, we won't go unless you go with us. God says, well, I'll send an angel. And he's like, no, no, you've got to be with us. He knew God, he had a relationship with God. And you see, we as Christians, it's not what we know, it's who we know. We should desire a relationship and have fellowship with God more than anything. So if we do that, we're in a spiritual conflict. We're in a battle. We're in a battle between the world, the flesh and the devil, a constant, constant battle. And the Bible says in, in, in John, that we even our faith can overcome the world, and if we walk in the spirit, we will not uh, we will not yield to the flesh, and the devil. Jesus said, "Resist the devil." Uh, James said, "Resist the devil; he'll flee from you." How do we resist him? Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Ephesians says, "But rather reprove them." We, as the children of God, have to recognize that we're in a spiritual battle. We've gotta get assurance that we're born again. We've gotta have assurance from the word of God and get it settled and know that every day we have to spend time in God's word. We have to spend time in prayer. Jesus told his disciples, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation or the tempter. In fact, Jesus told Peter, uh, he said, "The Satan has asked for you by name to sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you. When we go to uh, the Lord Jesus, and the Bible says Hebrews, we can enter into the holy of holies. We can enter boldly into his throne and receive, receive grace and help in the time of need. And brother, if, we, if we've ever needed God, we need him now. We're in a spiritual battle. We're in a conflict. He's, the, he's our adversary. He's the accuser of the brethren. When you get born again, You've left the kingdom of darkness, which was Satan's kingdom, and you were translated into the kingdom of light by being born again. You now are walking in the light as he's in the light. We don't belong to ourselves anymore. But brother, let me tell you, there's an attack of the devil that will come against every Christian. And his ultimate goal is to derail you, to get you off from serving the Lord, to get your faith weak. I see more Christians who are defeated, and I've seen more defeated Christians in my ministry over the last 34 years. I've seen more defeated, I've seen more puffed up, and I've seen the devil make havoc of churches and people. And it's sad, brother, when God gave us the power to become the sons of God. He gave us the right, he gave us the authority to become the sons of God. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Now are we the children of God. We have that authority now, we have that right now, but don't think in your flesh you can go and do anything other than Jesus said, abide in me. And he said, without me, you can do nothing. So in humility, we need to seek the Lord every day In humility, we need to study the word of God and ask God, the Holy Spirit, to teach us the word of God and to show us. Now, Satan is the attacker. He's our adversary. He's the accuser. And he's the attacker. He will attack you as a Christian, satanically attack you. Now, I'm I'm not going to veer too deep into this because brother, I've lived it. I've lived it, and, and in some fashion uh, still do, but over a long period of my life, I can I can attest that Christians are attacked. Now, we veer into a gray area here where people find a booger behind every bush. I'm not saying that. There are normal things that happen in life, but I also know great men of God great Christians who are physically attacked and they're under attack. And for that reason is, you are a threat to the kingdom of darkness. Brother, that's where I want to live. I want to be a threat to the devil. I want to be a threat to him so much, but I can't do it within myself. And brother, I struggle and I don't think I am. I'll be honest with you. I I would like to be, I would like to be, such, such a spiritual, powerful Christian that I would be, but there are those who are under attack physically. I I, I could think of some right now could call their names that I believe they're under attack, but there is a spiritual attack. Um, that is the highest proof. You need no other proof that you're a child of God than whenever you're under attack from the devil. He's not going to attack his own. In fact, the devil don't go to the bar stools, uh, to the bars and 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 the ill-refute houses on on a Sunday morning. He goes to the church house. You know why? If you can block the door, Jesus said, I'm the door, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. If you can block the door, which is God's house into eternity, And that's what he wants to do. He don't want anybody to escape from his kingdom of darkness and to be translated into the marvelous light of the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants to keep as many as he can. So why does he attack the churches? Why do we water down the gospel? Why do we feel it's so important that we fraternize with the world and we compromise the devils behind it? Why do we change the word of God? We have so many perverted versions of the word of God that people don't even know. So they're confused. The attack against the word of God, the attack against the child of God, the attack against the house of God. Now the attack against America that is, is really, really an attack. So the attacker, he's the attacker. He will attack you. And listen, most of us ain't, most of us ain't strong. Most of us don't. We, we we don't live where we are to live. We don't pray like, I don't, I don't pray. I try, but brother, I tell you, it is hard. It is hard. It is hard in this world. But I'm telling you this, if you get nothing else from what I say, but as many as received him, to them gave he power, the right, the authority to become the sons of God, which were born. You didn't choose God. God chose you. You don't choose every day he chooses you. Peter says we're kept by the power of God. Also, the Bible says that he who begun a good work in you, he is faithful. He'll perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. God's keeping us. God will keep us. He'll carry us all the way to the house. No matter how much we're attacked, no matter how much uh, we fall under from the devil, God has his hand on us. But we as the children of God, we can live in victory. God wants us to know. God wants us to have joy. One of the fruits of, one of, the, fruit of the Spirit is joy. But the first one is love. Love. What, what kind of love? To love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Love God. Love God. Looking unto Jesus, Hebrews says, the author and the finisher of our faith. To love God, when you love God, and we're going through the attacks, you can have joy in your heart, and that's what it's about, to have joy. Joy is not a gift, joy is a grace. The, The fruit of the Spirit is graces of God. God gives grace, and joy is a grace. He gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. Humbly call upon the Lord in these times of attack. Humbly, and ask God to give us wisdom and joy, Ask God now in America, give his people joy, give his people wisdom, give us strength and boldness as the first century church prayed. The church is under attack, God's under attack. The Christian is under attack right now. So Paul said, we're not ignorant of Satan's ways. When you've walked with God any period of time, you become aware you have an awareness we're not ignorant of his devices ephesians says we understand that we have an adversary we understand that 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 the world hates us we understand that we've been translated from darkness unto light we understand this so we can identify we can recognize when Satan is doing something, we can recognize it. And I tell you right now, I've never seen such an attack in my entire life as I'm seeing against America right now, against the Christians, against God. And I, and, and I, could, I could dissect that statement, but a lot of people wouldn't understand it. We have an awareness as a Christian We have an awareness of Satan's activity, his ways, his methods, his subtleness. But the Bible tells us in Ephesians 6, put on the whole armor of God